You've been going with this. <laughs> Are we sure we got time for two comics? You've I don't know. Done we'll find out. 20 minutes on this, Mark. <laughs> I thought this was going to be five minutes. I told you that I'd have it. So, so Mark, I just want to start off here saying that, you know, we're at episode 100 now. It's kind of a big deal. Um, and earlier today, I was thinking about getting a bottle of champagne to commemorate the occasion. Given that this is our second time trying to record the episode tonight, very glad that I didn't get that bottle of champagne, because I think this recording would have been much more rough. Because uh, with how, let's say, less than ideal the last one went, I might not be doing too good. I don't know. I think it was perfect. Um, I think it was perfect. really your fault that it wasn't released. Um, okay but <laughs> what's so you saying i should have had the champagne and made it better I, th- I think everybody would have enjoyed it uh it would have been great if it wasn't for me yeah okay as yeah. usual it, it's yeah it's it's mark's pop podcast so i, I really had to it's, it's, i really had to throw that back at you because you forced yourself to be the first thing that people heard on episode 100 i know i thought i would kind of throw you off a little bit because i know you're expecting to talk first that's okay i have editing power i always forget that mm-hmm. i always wonder how much you use your editing power for evil because i never not that much notice. i'm actually pretty lazy <laughs> that's what i always have assumed but uh, yeah so the world huh yeah the world sucks bro it does i don't know it kind of like sucks but I don't, I feel like, honestly, I feel like I've like, you know, when, uh, let's say, you know, four years ago when Trump got elected, mm-hmm. I feel like I got desensitized to that pretty quickly. And then, you know, he was sworn in and then crazy stuff happened. And now it's just like, is it, is it going to end? Like, there's, I feel like mm-hmm. there's something I can do now. Is it going to end? And with everything going on now, I feel so similar where it's, mm-hmm. you know, people are ignoring coronavirus and people are protesting and everything and like it's just it's wild if you if you told me four years ago where we would be this evening i would have told you you were full of crap so Mm -hmm. or like two years ago yeah for real though i mean we started we started this podcast in um a great time of personal change i would say Mm mm-hmm um, and, and now, and now, <laughs> we're in a great time of what <laughs> nationwide change? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like okay, nationwide so this, something. So this is the thing we've talked a little look behind the scenes for the listeners. Um, the aforementioned recording that is never going to be released was just an hour of Grant and I reading things off a document that I may or may not end up talking about what the document is for, but it doesn't really matter. I feel I like know. we shouldn't. We should just let it be I, mysterious. I, I agree. Yeah. So let it be known there was a Google Doc. We read off of it for an hour while laughing and then it realized an that it sucked. document. And then talked for another hour figuring out what the heck we're supposed to do now uh, because it was so bad because of Grant. And, okay. and now we're here. And despite all the talk that we've had about episode 100, I forgot the real reason that I was excited about episode 100. 
which is yes. that you may recall that our one year anniversary was episode 48 because we had a bit of a hiatus between our first episode and our oh. second episode. So if I remember correctly, the whole reason I liked episode 100 because it's, it's also the two year anniversary. Oh my gosh. So I'm going now to actually confirm this um, that we're within, let's say, a week or two. Uh, yeah. This is correct. Okay. So be the right time of year. We recorded or we released the first episode on June 19th, 2018. And this episode Wait. is going out June 18th, <laughs> 2020. So close. But so I close. but I care more about schedules than I do about that sort of symmetry. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Wow. Is that- Although we did release the one year anniversary on June nineteenth. Oh no. Oh no. That's also consistency. That's consistency across years. Oh goodness. Mark. Was June nineteenth last year uh, Thursday as well, or did we release it early? I don't remember now. June nineteenth was a Wednesday, so we released it early instead of late. You know what? You guys got that that glorious early release. You can last another day. This is going to get released on Friday. <laughs> That's <Ooh>. my decision. <laughs> Executive decisions from Mark. Yes. Two-year anniversary, episode 100, a glorious day for us all. Released yeah. on a Friday. So that's you can all a, start your a, weekends off strong. Yeah, or, or a week. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, fair yeah. enough. But yes. so, so, so Mark, yes. during during the break, we were discussing whether or not we wanted to release the the details of our second podcast that we haven't talked about. Are we good to to mention? Yeah. That so we... so the uh, yeah so the other sort of milestone, like we're kind of adding on milestones that we kind of forgot about, um, is a like sort of spec podcast where grant and i have we've recorded a few episodes we learned from our previous mistakes with comical start of saying no certainly releasing the first five episodes just as is without practicing is totally cool and it wasn't and Mm -hmm. so we've we've learned and so over the past month or two um the idea started around february i think and we finally got around to it once uh, all this happened we surprisingly got a bit more time with grant scheduling flipping um Mm -hmm. and me working from home um we had a bit of time to work out another podcast idea um i don't know if like you want to um expand on it a little bit or if you want me to at least take the initial lead of like where it started because i think like i think it kind of like it kind of started um as a joke as most things among friends do i hope it started as a joke you think (laughs) I thought we had agreed that this started as kind of a joke, and then it spiraled out of control and became a thing. No, but it's been in control the entire time. It's spiraling out of control. It just became a thing. It's not spiraling out of control. Yeah, Mr. Third Wheel thinks it was in control. Okay. It felt like a disaster for well, me. In either, in either case. In either case. So what had happened was um, Grant and I had finished recording, and we don't always do this, um, but oftentimes when we're done recording, we sit around and chat for a little bit, and... I feel like we're on like a three, uh, a three, like every three months, maybe every two or three months, mm-hmm. I'll kind of remember to check in about your relationship status. All these conversations were happening just before when March rolled around, um, something that Grant doesn't really want to talk about, 
Um, we that kind of took up a lot of the conversation time, the conversation bandwidth we had after the episodes. But just before that, you know, the relationship talk came up, and um, you know, we were kind of in this. Well, no, okay, you go ahead. What? Well, and G Money was killing it at that dating app game. Yes, yes, as per usual. There had been some sort of weird influx in the greater Chicago area um, of, let's say, eligible bachelorettes. Yeah. And so Grant was um, getting an influx of matches. He didn't really know what to do with it. And. uh, at the time, there wasn't much to do. You know, I had joked like, you know, oh, I can like, like maybe if I ever get the time to fly out, we can have like a weekend of yeah. like you kind of like me like <laughs> vetting people and yeah. then you kind of following up later in the day. Yeah, because right? Mark, Mr. Relationship Wizard, yeah. sure knows how to. Well, you know, I, I, all I need to do is vet. Like I, I'm like your, I'm your very open wingman. Okay. You know, right? So that was kind of the genesis of this. But or then, the bouncer to club G money, as some might say. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, and so um, that was kind of like the joke at at first, and then everything gets shut down, right? Yeah. So uh, naturally, all of these like ideas for dates that you know, I, I think we've talked, we've definitely talked about that on the podcast, where I've thrown out random date ideas that happened a year yeah. or two ago. Um. Those all go by the wayside. There's no going out on dates in that way. It's all being done online. Mm-hmm. So then and I get a throw. dates are hella awkward. Yeah, for sure. So. And so you need, like I, I said, you know, hey, why don't we like, I can grease the skids a little bit, you know? Yeah. A two-person Zoom call with someone that you hardly know is way easier if you just have someone there to just kind of like be like, oh, hey, you know, my friend and I are doing this thing. Would you like to join? Yeah, and it's you it's know? a good shtick to kind of get people in the door, make it less, slightly less less nerve wracking. Yeah, know? it's like oh, we're gonna or play like weird. we're gonna play like a board game online together or something like that, yeah. or play like Jackbox or something like that. You know, simple it things. It takes away pressure. Exactly, exactly. It's the same reason, like you know, you like try and take people maybe on like double dates or whatever sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but I had you know I would reached out to Aaron about this, but um, she was a, a little more <laughs> hesitant about it. <laughs> Which is fair, you know, like, I, I don't blame her. She thought it sounded creepy. Yeah, yeah, like, she, you know, it, we probably should have listened um, to the women's perspective of, no, that's going to be very weird for these women. Um, but we were like, okay, you know, I kind of kept putting the bug in Grant's ear of, like, no, let me in on these Zoom calls. Whether yeah. as, like, whether the same vetting process or just as the aforementioned, hey, no, let's just, like, hang out and do something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and somehow, I don't know if it was, Grant never really told me if it was a string of bad dates, bad choices, um, or something like that, but I broke him down and, and before you know it, I have like, it was the week before I drove back, I have like four or five Zoom call invites in my calendar on a Saturday. Grant has booked his day for us to play the same inane board games over and over again yeah. um, so that he can like, so I can help him vet all of these people. Well, Mark, you know my kink is tightly packed schedules, so I had to <laughs> oh, put yeah, them all on surely, one day. Surely, 
Yeah, there's nothing you like more than getting up and getting going right away. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so this is like this is a lot of explanation, but the 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 what we're getting towards is much more difficult to explain than the start of this podcast, which was us sitting in a car, me saying, "Hey, do you want to do a podcast? I already have an idea for one." And you said and then you eventually saying, "All right." <laughs> yeah. Um, so this actually followed a similar pattern. It was me bugging you, um, mm-hmm. but it was a much more outlandish but, thing and it didn't only affect you. Yeah. Long story short, how many, how many episodes have we actually released for this podcast now? Well, we've only released two. We did. So okay. that weekend was like our test case. So we had the, I mean, we haven't really even said what it was. Basically what we're doing is releasing audio of these zoom meetings. Yeah. And a little bit of debrief that Grant and I have afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the standard procedure, cause like we want to, you know, uh, enthusiastic, positive consent. Um, yes, you start absolutely. the meeting and we say, Hey, you know, um, like we're very open right away of like, well, Hey, yeah. Like we do just like, you know, my friend Grant wants to get to know you. Um, I'm just here cause like it's nice. Sometimes it's nice to have another person around to kind of bounce things off of. Um, but we are like kind of just so that people can kind of get like a snapshot of what this internet dating thing looks like when we're all yeah. at home. Um, we're going to just be like releasing the audio of these things, right? We're not going to no visuals at all. No names, yeah. just audio. And then Grant and I will kind of talk a little bit about our thoughts. And so I said, there was like five on that first Saturday, uh, three, we were actually very surprised by our turnover rate. Um, three accepted. And so yeah. those were, those were our practice episodes where we, worked out the like flow of things like okay like comical start is a very structured podcast we don't want to structure grant's date in this way right grant's dates are already awkward enough without unnecessary structure yeah so we had to kind of do the do the kind of back of the napkin calculation of okay let's assume this 60 percent conversion rate uh i would say that's a bit optimistic to maintain but let's just assume that. So no, um, it's, it's pessimistic. No, 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 no. It's it's fine. Like just this this what's going through my head is the reason I like Comical Start is that it's easy to edit. It's the same structure. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing. I am cleaning up Grant's audio, and then I am just inserting the transition noises, mm-hmm. and that's it. Versus something like Oh Hack, which is this this podcast that Grant and I are doing, is much more like Oh Hack. We're like we we kind of know what might happen. We agreed with the person of, yeah. hey, we're going to be doing, like, here's an idea for an activity. What do you think? What are you talking about? I agreed um, with the person, and then you joined as the last minute third wheel. No, that's a, okay. So it depends. So this is, this is the other thing, is with these spec ones, we wanted to continue to play out what might work, right? So yeah. we wanted to play out, okay, is it more comforting? Is it easier if... I am there right away. Like it's it's a, a known thing that hey, you already have this thing set up with this really old friend of yours. So like, why don't you just join? You know, it'd be a nice easy way to like introduce ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Versus the situation where like whether I hop on for whatever reason, you know, like I I don't like those episodes as much because a they're hard to get, uh, and also it makes me look like a jerk and not like someone who's actually trying to help 
Yeah, those. Um, that was a bad decision. Yeah, that it was, was extra. Um, that was already extra awkward. <laughs> but that girl was pretty cool when she said yes anyway. Um. Uh, yeah. Um, so my life is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, back to the back of the napkin calculation. I was trying to explain before Grant interrupted. Sorry. Is we kind of say okay, let's say sixty percent of these dates say yes, and then. A bunch of, and then Grant has, you know, whatever number of dates a week that he can schedule. I need to figure out how many of these I should be joining and actually recording because I only have so much editing bandwidth. You know, I can't edit mm-hmm. all of these. We can't release one a week like we do with Comical Start. It's just I don't have that time. Well, well not until we um, get big time sponsors and you can well, quit your job and do this full time, you know. Well, either I just hire an editor, which is more likely. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like that is definitely like unlike Comical Start, which is just like a general purpose. Hey, talk to your friends about this, and Grant might hate you if you do, but Mark will kind of enjoy it and build listenership in that like normal way. Like, yeah, this new uh, idea of ours has like real staying power. Like, it has a clear direction. Like, yeah. well, and and you saw our email this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see the email we got? Yeah, um, it was really nice. Um, it was actually one of the showrunners from The Bachelor. Um, uh, both, I mean, it was actually, it was really nice. I think it was one of the few emails that we've gotten that, like, clearly is directed at both of us. They they clearly listened to the episode. Yeah, it wasn't form. They clearly listened and, like, gave specific feedback to both of us in, like, a positive way. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were both happy with the, like, the recording quality, which I was happy about. Like, that's hard to do over Zoom. Um but we were able to make that happen. And also that just like made you happy. Yeah, it would be. Um, but also just like, I mean, I don't like to give Grant compliments, but I'm not, I'm just repeating what this person said. And I quote, um, his dynamic personality was a real fit for this idea. Yeah. And so that's like the clear direction that we have is like, people love this sort of like reality relationship stuff. And we're mm-hmm. giving like a modern free accessible version. Um, where it's like these are like real people. It's not like weird dramatic people that you see in these in the reality shows where they're like professional yeah. reality TV stars. It's like no, we're regular a regular guy who's done a podcast meeting regular people in a certain area mm-hmm. and just like releasing what the what what it sounds like when those people talk. So we went back and forth on the title. Um. That was probably the hardest thing. Comical start. That's a very simple idea. We talk about comics, mm-hmm. you know, um, we don't actually start with them, but that's beside the point. Um, so we tried, I don't remember what the first one was. We workshopped so many things for this. I think I maybe threw out like love cast, but I think that already existed. Um, it was just cheesy. It was, um, yeah, I don't know. Like we tried to play off of Zoom, but again, we didn't we don't want to like be too specific. We don't want to like lock ourselves also into like this time of the world either. Yeah. yeah. You know, we want this to be something that can be a bit more that can still move on and be like, you know, things are opening up. We don't know how much they'll open up. Um mm-hmm. and Grant is still, you know, being safe and making sure to like just be meeting with people who agree to the zoom thing because you know we want to be safe Uh, but when things open up we still want to like make it available to like um 
you know, people who agree to have like a recorder on the table or something like that. Um, or I can like call in or do the aforementioned travel for a weekend. You know, if we start yeah. getting these big sponsors that can easily pay for the plane tickets back and forth. Um, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. No, no, we still have to come up with the name. Yeah, there's Lovecast. There was um, Zoom Into My Heart. That was another one. Uh, I actually kind of like that, but it was too I like specific. To we would have needed Zoom's like backing on that, I think. Um, what other ones did we have? God, we had Disasters in Love. I didn't like that because it was too, too was on little, the nose. Well, it was a little pessimistic, you know. Like we, we don't like Mark. Mark, after after these number of Zoom dates you've sat on with me, you you get how it goes with me, right? Well, yes, but but it's also, and you also have to remember the other side, like me as the like the like back end person trying to actually make all the yeah. deals happen, trying um, to sell it. You know, like you have to keep me in mind as your sort of manager, if you will. Like we're kind of flipping roles a little bit. Oh, you're my manager uh, now. Well, in a sense, like w- whether I like it or not, does that you're make the, me the reason? Talent? You're the reason that this exists, right? Oh. Um, but you have to remember that I'm the one who has to ultimately talk with these people and get them to agree. And if you say you're going to be on a podcast called Disasters in Love, that doesn't <laughs> sell. Yeah, that's a good you point. You don't get that's, people on it. You know, we tried that on the first one. And that's how we lost them. Yeah. Um, I, I much more like the name we settled with. It's more positive, even though in some ways kind of sarcastically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what we ended up going for, you know, we had to kind of think of people's feelings now um, and like what they could really, uh, you know, strive for. You know, you hear a lot of... Um, commentary being thrown out of like certain parts of the world whether it's the u.s or elsewhere a bit like dystopic in nature in nature based on the leadership and everything going on like it's just kind of crazy and so we decided you know let's aim high let's like look at the like love island the bachelor and bachelorette let's look at these like cheesy reality shows and kind of lean into that a little bit right Mm -hmm. yeah so um we went for utopian love um like something very very high aim mm-hmm. of like you know what no matter you know you have to be a bit more schmaltzy when we th- when we have intros and descriptions and everything yeah. um you know so despite what the state of the world might feel like to some people um there's always room for like an ideal love yeah and that's what we're striving for. Yeah. But at the same time, we wanted to make it kind of feel natural and normal and kind of more down to earth and real. Too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we, we try we try and strive for like, yeah, that like native utopia feeling of, um, you know, this is not the utopia of sci-fi. Yeah. You know, this like highly mechanized, uh, sterile utopia this is like an attainable one this is like a garden of eden sort of a thing if you will um i i don't agree with that metaphor but okay you know like prior to things being bad (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so yeah so so that that's the that's the announcement 
Um, so feel free to go find um, Utopian Love in your podcast app or whatever. Um, this is one that we actually want to push. So even though our few but loyal listeners, um, you know, as few as you are, um, give that a shout. Go find your people who like cheesy reality TV and get them hooked. Yeah. Um, it'll be worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was long. That was a very long intro. Longer than normal. But, you know, we want, I wanted to do that justice. Cause, Mark Ever the Salesman. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's something that it's, we worked a lot harder on this than on Comical Start. That's for sure. Um, yeah. we actually got a designer for the, um, logo. Um, you know, we had to talk a lot about what the music would be a lot more than what I did for Comical Start, which was just improv, uh, guitar sounds into a, into the microphone that I'm currently speaking in. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so it was a lot more work, and I wanted to like do it justice. And also, you've put in a lot. Like, this is a lot more time. The whole the, the appeal yeah. to comical start for you is it you takes know, none of my life. Be kind of serious for forty five minutes, and yeah. then that can be it. <laughs> you know, and this is uh, much more revealing of mm-hmm. your life than you ever are on this up epi- on this uh, podcast. Yeah, that w- so that it's was a big, big change for you. For me. Yeah, also for sure. like the the work behind the scenes for me because with comical start I find a comic in five minutes and mm-hmm. we we start an episode from there. But this it's like I've got a I've got to actually like schmooze people and mm-hmm. you know like develop at least initial relationships with people before they're kind of comfortable doing something out of the box and weird like this. But, yeah, for sure. But. Yeah, it's surprising, like, the number of people who are, like, totally down with wild ideas, though. Once you kind of throw them out there and, like, it's something interesting. It's better than just, like, the the boring, bland, like, oh, yeah, let's go get, like, a crappy coffee at Starbucks and, like. Mm-hmm. Grant had brought Arlo and Janice by Jimmy Johnson. Um, We have, well, the title thing is multiple frames of the main characters Arlo and Janice as bookends and we open on a lovely fall day Arlo is carving a pumpkin he has a very neat um, top sliced off although like a fool who's never carved a pumpkin he did not carve a little triangle somewhere as a marker for where the uh, lid should go back on but teach their own and he is reaching into the pumpkin and pulls out a bunch of pumpkin innards, if you will, and looks at them a bit disconcerted. Uh, he's not very pleased with them and throws them in a bowl um, next to him as he continues to reach in and pull more out. And as he's leaning over the pumpkin and Janice is coming back with some drinks, he says, I'll bet the first guy to eat an oyster had pumpkin pie for dessert. I don't think that's very funny, Grant. Well, I think it's funny. Okay, um, well, whatever. Okay, yikes. <laughs> wow. I thought we were doing yes and in the next uh, episodes, but that's fine. Uh, so I, I chose this comic because I wasn't expecting us to have such a long intro to kind of introduce our new podcast. So I was going to kind of play back to it, but... Maybe this might be a bit redundant, um, but so we had that one episode where we, where we tried to 
have uh me and my date both have oysters um <laughs> uh, didn't yeah. end up working out because i have no idea where to buy oysters um, yeah. and you didn't really communicate but, with them that you hadn't successfully found them <laughs> yo but they were like a real team player and that they had found them and like yeah that, that was a fun date but like it didn't end up getting released it's no big deal um yeah but anyway, it just got me got me kind of thinking more about oysters, and I know we've talked mm-hmm. about it on Comical Start before. Um, and I'm trying to—you hadn't had oysters, or had you? I, I don't remember. I've definitely never had an oyster. Oh really? No. I thought way. you were telling me that you had, but okay. This is how much I pay attention to Comical Start. I'm so sorry, Mark. That's okay. <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. I've just I've been... heard people talk about them. <laughs> like, what do you think about oysters? Like, do you think they could just be like an easy snack while just like I don't know, watching TV or something, or like watching okay. YouTube videos or crap? Easy. I don't know. So this is the thing. I get. I bet that there is some rich person in Beverly Hills who does exactly that. Who has some chef or something who can just prepare a platter, a cup. Oysters come in anyway. Uh, I don't know. I feel like a plan. Um, probably. Um, maybe they just have an oyster bar in their house and they just go get some when they feel like it. Just kind of pop them. Um, but I don't know. They just seem they just seem gross to me. That's my. That's just that's basically what it comes down to. Um, is like in my head they must be like really slimy. Mm-hmm. you know and so you know this is, I, I know that I've talked about this before is like when I'm editing um, I have I don't Ooh. like eating snacks mm-hmm. because most of the snacks that I eat are like crunchy salty snacks and yeah. if I have headphones on and I'm eating crunchy things it like doesn't work right yeah um, it's too loud inside mm-hmm. my head to be editing um and so I am limited in what I can have while I edit. Um, so like something like oysters, let's let's just pretend that I liked it, would be maybe doable. But if they're slimy, I feel like, are you supposed to eat them with your hands? Then I'm like so. getting oyster slime on my hands and I'm touching my mice and my keyboard. And Wait, you have multiple mice or mm. mouses? Um, well, I mean, I own multiple ones. <laughs> Ooh. Uh... I misspoke anyway. Yes, my mouse. Um, got him. You did. You got me. You got me Mark real good. Mark finally made a mistake. It took 100 episodes, <laughs> but... Uh, I'll edit that one out, too. Dang it! <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, like that's why I, like, I don't want to, like, touch them. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'd have the same reaction of, like, like I said, even, let's just pretend that I like them. I wouldn't want to edit while eating them for the same reason that I wouldn't want to eat while eating Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want Cheeto dust everywhere and I don't want oyster slime everywhere. Yeah. That's my issue. Yeah. You don't want it all slimy when you're editing a podcast. No. And then there is the, of course the other issue of, I don't like them anyway. Um, they seem gross. I feel like maybe it's just because of their sliminess. Maybe I'm sliminist. But how do you know you don't like them if you haven't had them? Uh, I don't know. I can just tell. 
in the next 100 episodes, can we get you to live a little? No, only if you eat a Choco Taco. Um, That's easy. I, I'll do that by next week. No, you won't. Um, bet. Because you'll forget. Bet. No, I don't bet. bet. That's not the point. The point is... I want to win money for free. The point is... I don't know what... I don't know. I feel like oysters anywhere, like my mental picture of them is like it's like eating sushi at a gas station like it's just not a good idea like it'll get you sick Mm -hmm. um like also obtaining like how do you obtain oysters i need to look this up are they like clams are they like clams like do they come in a shell yes okay cool that's what i thought um (laughs) you clearly don't pay that much attention um i'm just not fancy i have had escargot though yeah, you gotta have like your oyster knife and crap. That's, oh, like you? They serve them in a in the shell. I thought I don't know. Oh, maybe I we have heard of this. No, I talked asked... about because I talked about this with Erin because her dad really likes oysters, and they went to an oyster bar in San Francisco when she moved. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how good I am with a knife either like if i had to like open something like that with a like Uh, most of what i do with a knife is like cut steak and open boxes next time we're like in physical proximity together we're gonna do some knife skill practice because it's a valuable adult skill to have what kind of skill do you mean is to be comfortable handling a knife and like know how to do it properly i am comfortable handling a knife you just said that you're not sure how good you are with a knife well, I meant in terms of an oyster, like it's slimy. Yeah, if you were more comfortable with a knife, it'd be fine. That's not necessarily true. Perhaps comfort is what would get you hurt. No, no, no. Hmm? Overconfidence. Skill and practice are what keep you safe, and so it sounds like you need more. I fat. don't know. I prefer beginner's luck. <laughs> Have we ever talked about my beginner's luck with pocket knives? <laughs> When I this sliced the same open as my else. finger quite deeply yeah. the first day I ever owned a pocket knife. Uh, my dad warned me that that would happen to me, and it almost did, but it hasn't yet. <laughs> See, my dad warned me too, and then I did it anyway. Well, that sounds like and you. my mom almost sent me to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Shout but out to the it. Boy Scouts of America knives. Yeah? Things come shipped sharp. Hmm. Mine but. is a Victorinox. I do need to sharpen it at some point. It's been a long time. Yeah. I like I got I got multiple like Swiss Army knives now. I I don't even know where that I think I might still have that first pocket knife, but it, it sucks. Mm. It's a bad knife. Every time I go flying I gotta remember to take it out of like take a pocket knife out of something because I have them like packed yep. in multiple places and I've been so close so many times to forgetting them in my luggage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you should like, just live on the edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, try to accidentally smuggle knives onto a plane? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't want to be on that list. Hmm. Dear CIA that are listening to this podcast, don't worry, the I'm FBI, not bringing knives. The FBI, it's a domestic matter. Not if it's international flights. Well, you didn't say that. <laughs> I. You just assumed that it was domestic. Mark, we've done 100 episodes, and you know what happens when you assume. I'm right. I won't make you I won't make you say the words. It's fine. Thank you. That's very polite of you. But. But. Yeah. 
Well, shall should we, we? Should we do? Yeah, I was gonna say, should we do a classic seamless transition here to to get fuzzy by by Darby Conley? I know we've had this comic before, but I'm assuming the cat is fuzzy. No. Or, nope. Okay. See, this is so we got got a cat. And a dude. The cat. Gosh. Wait. Mark, can I ask questions first? Oh, sure. This It's been a long time since we discussed bubbles and what they meant. What are the different bubbles and how do I describe them in this comic? No, I'll let you figure that one out. I think in this comic, it's very clearly just some bubbles are wrapping in or out of doors. Oh, is that the wavy ones? Or the spiky ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the cat can talk. So we got a cat. Cat is yelling. Rob! Rob! R-O-O-B! And presumably Rob yells back, What? Switches to the perspective of... Uh, or a perspective viewing Rob in a room next door. Around the corner, he hears... The cat yell, Is there any way to eat the little fish on the wallpaper in here? Rob yells back, Bucky, have you gone insane? Bucky, sitting alone in the room with the fishy wallpaper, says, No, I've gone into the kitchen. Aren't you listening to me? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Oh. oh, so where are we going? I'm lost. Well, I want to be I want to be quick because there's one other thing, one other hidden topic that I wanted to talk about before we finish oh, this uh, oh, oh glorified episode. Oh, glory! The episode of glory. Yes. Um. So, uh, what I what the reason that I chose this comic was because I was thinking about wallpaper. Um, I had a wallpaper. No, I didn't have a wallpaper as a kid. I had a wall runner. Like the thing that just kind of goes kind of in the middle of the wall around the entire room. I've never heard of this. No? Okay. It is like wallpaper, except it's only about a foot tall, and it kind of just goes along the perimeter in the middle of the wall, just to give it a little accent, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But in either case, you know, wallpaper, I feel like, is associated with kids, and I feel like adults don't get wallpaper. They, like, put things on blank walls and i feel like wallpaper should be more of a thing no for like adults no. yes yes um and in particular i'm inspired by our show because if i were to get wallpaper it would definitely be like calvin Knobs oh, themed god it would be so cool there's so many like pretty um like naturescapes mm-hmm. in um in calvin and Hobbes. Just so much good stuff. Like, I would totally deck out my entire apartment in Calvin and Hobbes mm-hmm. wallpaper if I could. Mm-hmm. And you don't agree. There's no wallpaper that you would want. You just want your, like, white or beige walls forever. No, they can be more interesting colors, but, like, <laughs> I want to put But they things need to in... be solid and opaque and boring. Opacity is important. Opacity is super nice to have. So don't even give me crap for opacity. Um, 
But no, the things that are on my wall are what should be interesting, not the wall in and of itself necessarily. Wallpaper does go on your wall. Yeah, but that's the background of the wall. It's and like if the background is too busy, it makes the room feel like small and cramped. It doesn't like open up the space at all. Counterpoint. No, one wall. You're wrong. One wall of the basement where I grew up, my dad put a world map. The whole wall? Yep, just one wall, but the whole wall. Corner to corner was a world is, map. Is your dad a licensed interior designer? No, but that's not what I'm talking about. Well, your dad doesn't know what he's doing. Ouch. Okay, but I don't want to argue about this. I want to talk about perhaps the longest... Because, like, we're in episode 100. There's one thing that we need to address in episode 100 that you refused to address a week ago off air when I suggested it as as an entire episode 100 event on its own. No. Okay. Yes, and. Okay, yes, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Which is, can you guess it? No. Well, I think I can, but I don't want to. Bomb pops. No. We need to address the bomb pop situation. Which, and, and there's two ways to address this moving forward. No, three ways. Only two of them are good. Okay. The one bad way is we never address it again. Yes. The one good way is um, we accept each other's own idiosyncrasies and how we eat such popsicles. And then never talk about it again. So just without tension, we don't talk about it. Or number three, we continue to berate each other, but at some point we both try each other's method. I really, oh God, no, I can't. I'm sorry. I don't want to lie to you. And I also am not going to try your method. That's actually really disappointing. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm so sorry. But like, it's like... You know how when you talk to someone who's like an anti-vaxxer, like, God. you can't just like give in to their, like, it's objectively wrong. Well, I guess I will take that hyperbole and uh, end the podcast. <laughs> No, I that that was mostly a joke, Mark. You know that, right? Did you actually end the podcast or can I redeem myself here? Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. Oh no, he's serious. <laughs>